All right, everybody. Uh, glad to be here at Bearded Owl Brewing in Peoria, Illinois. Welcome back to Pints and Provisions Podcast. Uh, I'm just going to go around the table and introduce everybody. Uh, we have Dan. It's his birthday today, so we're going we're gonna to give him a special happy birthday. Thank you very much. Happy great birthday, to be here. Dan. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so great to be here. <laughs> and then we have Mark. Hey, man. How's it going? And then we have our two brewers from Bearded Owl here in Peoria. We have Nick and PJ. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. All right. So one of the things we like to do uh, is first start off by some of our favorite beers. Talk about our favorite beers maybe we've had the past week, the past day, the past couple weeks. Um, I'm going to let PJ go first and tell us about what he has had lately that's been his favorite. Well, I'm drinking the... um kettle sour that we have right now it's a tangerine and thyme sour that, that's just really refreshing this time of year i kind of like the the culinary aspect of that it's got some herbs it's got some fruit i'm sure it pairs well with some food i'm sure it does too yeah <laughs> we'll figure what that is later right yeah okay nick how about you well you know i uh i'm gonna go with one of our beers too uh we don't get out much because we're always here um, so that's all we drink typically. But, uh, you know, I don't think our Gruet gets a lot of love, and I love that beer, and I think uh, it's well done for the style. So I'm going to go with Strathalian, which is our, our Gruet. Now, where'd you come up with that name? I want to say Shelby, our, our bar manager, came up with that one. Um, you know, we always kind of kick around ideas for names and stuff like that. Um, she uh, was online, and uh, she came up with it. And Yeah, I don't know. Have to ask her. Nice. Okay. It sounded good. Okay. So yeah, I like it. it. Yeah. I've had that beer too. It's it's excellent if you were into more of the foraged tasting beers. It's very well done, nice and clean. So, all right, Mark. Mark's searching to figure out what it was his best beer because he's had so many lately. No, I got it. <laughs> so, it's actually a collaboration beer between Evil Twin Brewing and Prairie Artisan Ales. Uh, it was called Bible Belt. It was an imperial stout. And it had vanilla, chilies, coffee. It was well, well done. Kind of like one of those, uh, it reminds me, like, what is it, bomb that they do that's got coffee, it's got chilies, yep. kind of that Mexican mole. So I think this had, uh, so they took the evil twin, um, I think the uh, even more Jesus. Yeah. And then they, then they kind of, uh, so that was evil twins contribution. And then uh, Prairie Artisan Ales kind of put their spin on it with all the adjuncts. Nice. That's my understanding. It was it was tasty. Nice. All right, Dan. Birthday boy. So, thank you again. <laughs> so, uh, I got here and uh, the brewers were incredibly generous and said, go up to the bar, order whatever you want. And I ordered their Brute IPA, which is 6.8%, I think you said. You would not believe it if you tried it. It's incredibly crushable. It's... So good. Just an incredible beer, so that's what I'm going to go with tonight. It's the Brute IPA from Bearded Owl, Peoria, Illinois. It's called a Brute Friggin' Time. <laughs> and tell, so, so tell us what, what makes it a Brute IPA. Well, the uh, sh- sugars, we, we got the sugar level out completely with, with the extra yeast that we added in the amylase, Nick. And it took the specific gravity, or the final gravity, down below one, so it's actually drier than water. Wow. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. It really is. I think it's one of those new styles that's kind of um, starting to make its way across the markets because, you know, if you can do something to an IPA, I think any brewer is going to want to try to do it. Um, fruit, 
no hops, you know, at the beginning, that kind of stuff. So that's what's fun. Um, mine, uh, I had a brew day myself. I was all by myself. It was a lot of hard work, but uh, I sipped on a apple brandy barrel aged imperial stout that the Vale out of Richmond did. It's called Sleeping Forever. Um, it had spent 13 months in apple brandy barrels and it tasted pretty good even on a hot day kind of warmed well um yeah i just kind of enjoyed that all, all on my own they're a barrel age series beers from the veil they're knocking it out of the park right now everything that i've had from them with the their stouts in regards to the barrel age yeah. has been fantastic and they've kind of been known a little bit more for just making new england style uh ipas but you know they do some of those fruited um fruited sours things like that but i think some of their other beers are kind of flying under the radar but right. pretty good right I, I don't remember the name but i think that was the first ipa that i had that was a soured ipa okay and i i think i got it from you so not to put you on the spot but it was like they added sea salt to it and i mean it was something really interesting but also I, mean, I think awesome. I, yeah i think i remember because I, I picked that up <laughs> at the brewery Again, correct. Never, never again. Maybe something like that. I don't. If they decide to like double dry hop something, they just double the words in the yeah. name. Like, yeah. So <laughs> that's their own thing. Um, well, I'm gonna kind of let uh, let Dan get us started on what we want to talk to these guys about in terms of um, where they started and how they they got into brewing. Yeah. So I think what I think what we'd all like to know is, you know, what what first and foremost got you into brewing beer. You know, was it on your own? You know, what got you into brewing in the first place, and then what spun off to, to, to launch the idea of Bearded Owl here in Peoria? And what was the inspiration for that? So I think for me, um, I mean, I, I got into craft beer, I don't know, it was a, maybe a decade or so ago. You know, Peoria is a light beer area. You know, it's uh, people drink a lot of Coors, a lot of Miller. A lot of my friends still drink all that. Um, but for me, it was just wanting to know more about how it was made. Um, so I, I started making it, and I wanted to learn everything about it. And uh, I kind of have an obsessive personality sometimes when it comes to this. As I mentioned to you guys earlier, you know, all this <laughs> recording equipment. I had a recording studio in my basement at one point. But um, anyway, so I kind of latched on to the whole idea of brewing beer, started doing it in my garage, and uh, one thing led to another and started slapping labels on things, and uh, it eventually became Bearded Owl. That's always like a fun thing to do when you start brewing at home is to kind of pretend that you have a brewery. My wife calls it playing dress up, and I get that a lot because I have a name to things, and I name my brewery where I'm just doing it out of my garage, so it's kind of the same thing. Fake it until you make it, Evan. <laughs> there you go. Nick, like, what's, what's kind of the time frame there? Like, how long, how long were you home brewing uh, before, like, this started to become a reality? Uh, it's five or six years, give or take. Okay. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I did what Evan just described. I started naming beers. I started putting labels on bottles and giving them to friends and, uh, you know. Um, Very cool. Doing festivals. So, yeah, that, that's how we all started. Awesome. Okay, so that's how you started. Now, how about you, PJ? Is your story a lot of the same or is it a little bit different? It, it's very similar. Uh, about 20 years ago, I got together with a friend of mine that, that his brother-in-law is the owner of Rodell's, and is still a good friend of mine. Sure. And he showed me how to make a beer, and I'm like, well, I want to do that now. And just kind of got into it, brewed a lot at Rodell's at, at their location, you know, because of the brew on premise. Yep. 
and then I just started doing it at home because I didn't want to spend more money on it and, and started slapping the label on it, the Hello My Name Is label. And, right. and that was that's pretty much how it is. And then uh, Nick came along and, and swept us up. And here we are. Very cool. So what does that mean, swept you up? So he's doing his thing. He's like kind of on the, the brink of maybe like, maybe I should do this for realsies. And then did you know him? Did you get it? through like Rodell's how'd that happen so I didn't know PJ um, I do the St. Jude run with Christian's uh, brother Sean okay and Christian and PJ are extremely good friends um, so when I had I said hey, you know I know PJ or I knew Christian had uh, you know experience running a brewery Peoria Brewing Company and so he was the one guy I'm like I, I want to talk to this guy and see if we can do something and uh, PJ was there at the first meeting um, and it, it just it was a good logical fit. You know, he had brewing experience also, and I knew I was going to need a lot of help. And that, that was right at the time, too. Chris and I were even just playing around with ideas, and we hadn't thought of anything specific. And here comes Nick with the whole business plan ready to go. And so we're like, we're in. Awesome. Okay, so you guys get together, and then how long is it before this kind of stuff is happening? I mean, there was one point in time I know Mark and I – um, just because of mutual uh, friends, you were sort of like working on the place, figuring it out. You had some beers in the fridge, and we just popped in there. Like, how long did that process take? We, we first met last January. and Which is about a year before you opened up. A year before we opened up. By June, we, we, we signed the lease on the place, and in January, we opened. So it was a year. Obviously, one thing that I love about Bearded Owl Brewing is your guys's variety the beers that you guys brew uh it's it's kind of there's a little bit of something for everyone and every time i come in here there's something new and i love that um is there something that like kind of inspires you or is there like a certain style that that you guys would gravitate towards um for brewing or or i guess if you were going to self-label yourself as what you know what would you pick I think we don't want to label ourselves, you know, at least early on. Um, That's a good answer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we we made a decision, a conscious decision as a group early on that we weren't gonna like, yeah, these gonna these gonna these five beers, these are gonna be our flagships, and this is what we're gonna brew. We, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to kind of freewheel for a while, see what the people like. Um, will we will we develop styles that we brew continuously? Probably, but um, you know, out of the gate, we just wanted to have fun with it and uh, kind of do our thing and do some different styles. We, we, we have had a couple of repeat brews already. Um, the the uh, Sour is a part of a series. The, uh, what's the other, the 50 million year trip is, right. is, yeah. a, is a variation of the first one that we did. I've got that one on, on deck next. Yeah, that's, so. what, that's what I started digging into, which is nice. It's, uh, it's going to, you know, bring that fruit forward, low bitterness, although there's still some bitterness on the end, which I appreciate. It isn't all just like kettle hops and whirlpool hops and stuff. So you still add a, add a little balance to that, which is great. Yeah, and this is—I think you said this is batch two for that beer. Listen, yeah. and, and, it, and it it tastes it's different to me, but in a good way. It's it's a tasty beer. Did you guys change very the drinkable. Hops? It's really good. Did you change the hops? Yeah, we um, we changed the hops. I I don't even remember what we did the first time, uh, but this time it's Galaxy and Idaho Seven. Um, so that was the only thing that really changed this time around. Nice. Very nice. Okay, so piggybacking off of that question, we obviously guys do a lot of different styles. Now I'm going to get a little more personal. What's your favorite style, personally? 
my, mine's going to go multi. I, I like the stouts and, and, and then on the light side, the, the Saisons and the Belgians. And I, I know Nick's going to say the exact opposite of me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That gives you a well-rounded yeah. repertoire. Yeah, I, I am, but, uh, you know, I don't think there's one. It's kind of like asking me what my favorite song is. Like, you'll never get a straight answer, but um, I think it's seasonal for me. I like, I love my stouts. Um, yeah. I love my sours, and I love my IPAs. Those three yeah. beers, um, you know, those are, those are my go-tos. Well, I think that that's one nice thing about um, your model and the style that you want to bring to people. It's... You know, if, if you like the New England IPAs, if you like IPAs, you're going to have something for them. And even with the Brute, you're kind of on the the forward trend of what's new. I'm going to try something different. You know, the people who like the different stuff, the forage stuff, the 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 wood, the herbs, you got something like that. And then, you know, like my wife comes in here and she can have the, the was it like a hoppy uh, pills? Was it a pills? Yeah, that's our sister of the moon. It's yeah. it's it's a hybrid. Right. You can call it a pills. It's all pills or malt, but um, it really you know ale yeast. Ale yeast. You hop the hell out of it. Um, so is it a pale ale? Is it a pilsner? I don't know. It's it kind of defies the you know the traditional styles a little bit. So what have you found that people are starting to gravitate towards here in Peoria? Because to be honest, I think that there's been a general paucity for a while that there weren't a lot of craft beers here in Peoria. So you come on in the scene in January, and all of a sudden you're offering this huge range of things, things that people aren't normally to drink, people that are going to drink certain things. What did people start gravitating towards? Well, easily the New England IPAs. They, they went to that first, and, and they're still there. But the sours they're really picking up on, and the, our sours are more approachable. They're not the make-your-face-pucker sours. It's a little, little bit lighter on the palate. Yeah, and that's probably not a style you'll see a lot of people gravitate towards, so no. that's a kudos to I, you guys. I think that's a style that, that people will typically, even even people who really like beer or, or claim to like beer, will say, like, oh, I don't, I don't like sours. Oh, because it's, it's really easy to, 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 to ruin a sour, right? Yeah, when you drink I, something, you're like, oh, that's just, oh, it's too much. But when you have a really good sour, it's like, wow, that's... That's I, incredible. I used to be the same exact way, and it was uh, two years ago. I, I was down at Wicked Weed and, oh, and yeah. had some of their sours, nice. and blew me away. I'm yeah. like, okay, I gotta investigate this. I, I need to learn how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I guess I have a question then, because I, I, I sense like a, as a business, you guys have a really good thing going. I mean, obviously there are tons of people here. People are drinking your beers, but you have like a little like. A good relationship is the bit, but is there a style that you're like, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna try that, because you have one guy who likes one thing, one guy who Nicola likes another. Ultra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. No, I think uh, he hit it on the head. I mean, we're open to almost everything. Yeah. Even last night, I was talking to, to someone in here, and um, you know, they're like, well, why don't you try to experiment with Browns a little bit more and do something different that no one else has done with a Brown? And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. We're not gonna alienate anything. Anything's on the table yeah. except for Michelob Ultra. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's well, the work. That's the workout beer, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you drink it, and then you can. Or you work out, and then you can drink that after, and it's healthy for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's good for you. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't want to be a one-trick pony, which is, you know, because I think once some of these big crazes and things like the New England style IPA starts to fizzle out a little bit, which in my opinion I think it's going to. If you're that one-trick pony, then what do you turn to? You know, and if you have a good, solid repertoire of 
a multi beer, a hoppy beer, a low ABV beer, a high ABV beer, a stout, a light beer, you're probably going to find you'll draw in a lot more people and then get those people to try different things because that's the goal, right? right. Yeah, I, I agree. We don't we don't want to do one thing and we haven't done one thing. Um, you know, we, we want to be that brewery that likes to change it up, that likes to experiment with different things, and I think we'll always be that way. You know, if PJ and I had to brew the same beer over and over again, I, I think we'd be bored. You know, I mean, honestly, I think we'd be bored. So we have to find something that, we, that, that we're passionate about and trying new things and, and trying to make beers a little bit different. Like, that's, that's I think, what we want to be about. Well, and I think, I think the, the, the thing that sets breweries apart is when, when, you, when you get to a point where you're, you know, a one-trick pony, as they say, it's like if you drink that beer, you love it, but then you try something else by that brewery, it's like, I don't care for it. But when, you, when you're a well-rounded brewery, it's like I've never had a bad beer by those guys. And that's when you really, you really corner that market and you say, like, I'll try anything by Bearded Owl because they do it all. They try everything, and it's nothing that you focus in on. And when you come in here, it's like something new every time, and that's awesome. And I think really that, awesome. that makes a great experience for your your newbies to craft beer so they can come in and try to find like what is their palate uh, leading them towards but also for someone that's maybe a little more advanced in the craft beer uh, it keeps you coming back and that's what I love I, I say this over and over again and we've talked about this many times Nick but like I love that every time I walk in the door at Bearded Owl I can look up at that board, and there's going to be something new for me to try. And that's what keeps me coming back over and over. over we get a lot of that feedback. Um, and, yeah, and then, I mean, you guys are all very appreciative. I mean, you guys are all beer nerds, you know. Um, We're the neck thank beards. You. We're thank the neck beards. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but what, as a beer nerd, I mean, are you always looking to try the same thing again? Probably not, right? You're always looking for what's new, something you haven't tried. So. We, we keep that in mind, and that's part of our plan. You know, we want to make sure that we can cater to not only the beer nerds, but we want to we want to have good beer for people who are just, you know, the average beer drinker as well. Well, and I think that, you know, you're probably dealing with a demographic here in the Peoria area that, you know, has its core neckbeard population. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that's a. I, I'm, I'm going to use that as a term of endearment. Sure. Um, but that Evan, Evan sort of borderlines on the neck beard, by the way. It's very trimmed, but well, it's there. It's there. I, but not metaphorically. Yeah, not not metaphorically, but literally, it's there. Um, but then you're also going to have a lot of people here who are used to drinking the lighter styles that you want to get in here. And how do you continue to draw those people in? Because the Gruet's not going to draw them in. What's going to draw them in? No, well, I mean, someone mentioned it earlier. You know, people, when we're, we're, our, our, our staff's trained to try to find out what a person wants to order. A lot of people say, oh, I won't order a sour. I don't like a sour. And I'll like, oh, just try it. You know, it's, it's approachable. It's a low ABV. It's not super in-your-face tart. Um, so, you know, we use that as a, as a thing. Um, we do a lot of uh, Hefeweizen. You know, we, we, we had good luck with that. Um, I don't know. We try to brew low ABV beers because that's what the average consumer drinks. Um, for those type of people, and then we switch it up and do you know some heavier stuff for for you know the other folks. Yeah, well, and, and I think that sort of leads to our next question about about you know what is what's the vision for Bearded Owl in the future, right? Like your when you when you do the low ABV stuff, you get people to come here and they're able to sit here and have multiple beers, multiple, not, not leave, you know, and tr truly not leave like yeah. oh man, I feel like I can only have two beers there. And I'm not going to be able to. I have to. I have to Uber home or whatever. 
But when you give them the experience of like you can have three or four beers and you can leave and it's fine. What's I mean? Do you guys have any any ambitions of bottling, canning, anything like that, or is it just like, hey, we like what we do, or, or what's next? Yeah, that's kind of our our in our dream, our phase two. Okay. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, we talked about it extensively. Um, you know, it's not cheap to do that kind of stuff. We're gonna right. do some special releases, even even probably within the next month or so. Uh, with some special bottles, but um, hey, I know some guys that might be a part of that. Well, you guys already are, I believe, because uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be parliament, yes. Yes. A, a parliament thing. Um, yes, you know. And for those of you guys listening to know what parliament is, it's it's kind of our VIP club. So um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do something special coming up, um, and then uh, down the road we might do some one-off, you know, bottles, cans, stuff like that. But um, as far as like full distro with that stuff, yeah, you know, like PJ said, it, it'll be phase two. Yeah, well, we've we've got the ultimate like no no here with Mark. He, he he well, I don't want to say no no, but he wore the bearded owl shirt to bearded owl. So I'm just gonna have to call him out on that. Don't care. <laughs> oh, no no, it's it's in Mark's defense, it's much better than showing up here in like a quote unquote competitor brewery. Like, hey, I've been to uh, I've been to uh, Half Acre before. Do you like my shirt? Right, it's it's better than that, in my opinion. I'm just well, re- I'm just he's representing. He's supporting the brand. Yeah. <laughs> P Town, bearded out in the house. Yeah. Hashtag beer T-shirt. I love Half Acre, by the way. <laughs> Side note. So, um, what do you what do you guys got in the tanks right now? What is what is upcoming? What's new? What's different? Some of some repeaters that have been popular. What do you got going? So we've got uh, we we did our Vossel again. Only this time we did a split batch, and um, you know the aforementioned special release is going to be basically the Vossel base beer with a different yeast and uh, honey. So um, it's nice. going to be interesting, uh, you know. But like I said, if we have to push it, you know, we have to push the envelope on some of this stuff. And we want to push the envelope, so um, so that's taken up two of our tanks. Uh, we've got a mosaic amber. Um, the last funny story, the last time we did the amber, um, you know, I, I'm a hop head. I like to hop everything. PJ's got to literally shackle me sometimes to, like, stop. I'm, I'm, it's good. I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> hops for days. So but last it, time I listened to PJ, you know, and, and uh, we, didn't, we didn't hop the beer. We didn't hop the amber, but this time. Uh, we, PJ's we, eyes get big, like, the last time? <laughs> Aren't we still in this together? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's good. You know, like I said, me and PJ have different tastes in beer, so it, it, it works out really well because, you know, we talk about beers and. And, uh, you know, it's always a good conversation and trying to figure out what we want to do next. But um, and the last tank, I think we've got uh, our Sister of the Moon. Oh, love that one. Which, uh, yeah, and it, I, I hate, uh, you know, we try not to change recipes once they're out. But because it's kind of, you know, we use Illinois hops. We've got uh, Omega yeast from Chicago. Um, we actually found an Illinois uh, molster. Oh, um, nice. With, so Illinois grown grain, Illinois malt, Illinois malted, uh, and so we thought it fit nice with that beer. So we'll, you know, uh, we're going to release it that way this time. If it changes up too much, maybe we'll change the name, but um, otherwise, it, uh, it'll be probably permanent. Well, that's nice. You kind of use uh, local as much as you can, and I know for some of your, I'm just going to call them the forage beers. You can correct me if you don't want to call them that, but like the vassals and the things that you're going to put stuff from. Um, your garden, your street, your backyard, the ditch across the street. I think that's fun because you never know what you'll get out of that. But um, 
that kind of goes along with that. It's like stay local. I think one of your uh, mottos is uh, let's see, prayer. Let's, let's look at Mark's Mark's T-shirt. Prairie inspired, <laughs> prairie inspired, handcrafted ales. Wouldn't that be something if Bearded Owl came out with a, a beer that was like? PJ found this in his ditch. <laughs> it, it was it was a it's it was not a, we, got, we got a lot we got a lot of rain and uh, PJ found it growing in his ditch. I'd be like, mm. We're not that far off, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, See? the, the Vossel, the, the both times we made the Vossel, I've I've literally cut down trees in my yard to uh, to to do it. You know, the junipers. So. I told you. Well, you had That's the, amazing. Uh, a while back. <laughs> that is amazing. You did a, a mulberry wit, like kind mulberry of pre, wit. pre-opening. Yeah. That was one of the ones we tried, and uh, your wife Melissa was like. He was up in the tree, shaking the tree, like <laughs> capturing this stuff. I was like, "That is amazing." I want to do it again. This, yeah, but there's a lot of tree shaking. Sure, that was <laughs> I, a. That I want to do it again, but the mulberries are gone because I shook them all out already. <laughs> but that was a that was a very crushable summer beer. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, well, it's good that you guys have a little balance because you can't go too overboard with the hops. PJ's not going to go too overboard with the malt. He, he still does. Yeah. <laughs> He's, but you're still going to have your opportunity to go overboard with the malt, which is good because not everyone that walks in is going to want to drink a super hoppy beer. Not everyone's going to want to drink a super malty beer. And so, like, you know, friends can come in that have differing opinions just like you guys do. Um, I think that's good because otherwise you'll be that one-trick pony that makes all hoppy beers. And once you're tired of hoppy beers, then you're going to go to the place down the street. Well, and, and, and it hedges Bearded Owl from the from the shift in the craft brew industry, right? Where it's like, oh, all we've done is hot brew, hot beers, and now we have to go to the sours, or now we have to go to, to the box, or whatever it might be. Like when you're a well-rounded brewery from the beginning, it gives you the opportunity to be just that well-rounded. Where it's like we're good at a lot of things, not just intensely focused on one thing that Nick really likes or PJ really. Likes. Yeah, you know, it gives you the it gives you the ability to have a, a wide range of beers in your portfolio. So, PJ, you mentioned uh, you know your relationship with uh, with Mark down at uh, the local brewery down the street, and obviously there's some other breweries in town. What what's your guys' take on the local Peoria scene for craft beer? And is there something that you guys would like to see happen or? or like a shift or like a, a direction you guys would like to take that or is there something missing or something that you guys want to bring to the Peoria market? That, that, that's kind of hard and, and we, we would like to see more, more breweries in Peoria, you know. Yeah. Nick's mentioned several times before you look at similar size cities or even smaller cities like Asheville and there's a brewery, you, you can't throw a rock without hitting the brewery. Right. And, and so we'd like to see Peoria become a beer destination. And, and certainly the other birds in the area are friends. In fact, right. the, the, the guy up at industry left his day job where my day job is, currently is. So we know each other very well. And, and he's very well respected in the area sure. as far as birds. Well, I mean, isn't, isn't that really funny to think about that from a business standpoint? Where you're saying, I'd love to have more competition. Right? Where it's like, and, and again, that, that's just, that's, I think that's the amazing part about the beer industry is that it's like, we'd love to be able to reciprocate, we'd love to be able to share, we'd love to be able to do collaborations and things like that, whereas like in no other business environment is there a, man, I'd, I'd sure love to have somebody just like me next yeah. door. 
It's so rare, but it's so fun. We've had a few times where, where the guys from White Oak came down and helped us nice. out on problems that we had. Fun. And, and, you know, the, it, it's really a community. When we get stuck yeah. on an issue, we call somebody else from another brewery or somebody that's worked in the brewing industry. We called Adam a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It, and it, it, it is really... That's that's a ton of fun. That's, that's it, so it, cool. It's a drunken brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really good way to put it. I love that. I love that. I think uh, isn't collaboration also known as let's get together, brew beer, and drink beer? Yeah. 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 No, we haven't actually done one yet, <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope that uh, that's that's how it goes. Hey, we can do a pints and provisions uh, collaboration down here. You know, I've actually thought about that. Um, I'm serious. You know, uh, you guys, we're in. We're I'm in. in. We're in. If you guys want to do something? Uh, let's talk about it. We're up. That's fine. Uh, we've, Pot, we've podcast decided, is over. We've decided let's go. we're yeah. in. Yeah, yeah we're mic in. drop. <laughs> mic drop. I think this uh, this might be a good chance to take a little break. Uh, we might need a little refill. Uh, we've been sipping on some uh, current beers. Uh, this is fun. There's a, there's a nice crowd here. One thing I'll do is always shout out to the Hopped Up Network. Uh, it's a group of beer podcasts. I think we've got over 20 now. Um, they range from being in the Pacific Northwest in Canada to being in Indiana, here in Illinois, um, and even off into the East Coast. So it's a group. Go check out hoppedupnetwork.com. You'll find a little niche of a podcast that fits your uh, fits your lifestyle. Whether it's talking about video games and bre- brewing, talking about um, like they've got a couple uh, metal, pot- metal, yeah, <laughs> heavy metal, heavy metal, heavy metal, and uh, um, uh, movies, beer, movies, lots of, stuff, yeah. lots of stuff. It's really fun. We're on there. A lot of people on there. You can listen directly on there. Uh, for us, in terms of Pints and Provisions, you can check us out on Facebook, Pints and Provisions, Instagram, Pints and Provisions, and Twitter at Pints and Provisions Podcast. I think it's Pints Provisions, yep. at Pints yep. Provisions. Um, but you can also check us out on Google Play, iTunes, um, Hopped Up Network, and Stitcher. We're now on Stitcher if you, if you do that. So we'll be back in a minute. Um, we're going to refresh, so cheers. 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 Have you ever sat down at a local craft brewery and wondered how they got started, what the owner or head brewer is like, what kind of culture they have there, or what you should have to eat or drink? Behind the Hops is a podcast that answers those questions and tells the stories of the people and events that bring us the delicious potables that we all love. Check out Behind the Hops on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find your podcasts, and get a closer look at the people that bring us some of the best beverages we've ever had. All right, all right, everybody. Um, we're going to get back to it. We all went to go refill our beers. Um, I grabbed the uh, Blaze on Cezanne. Did you guys name this after the fish fish song Blaze on? <laughs> we actually didn't, but, uh, I mean, we thought about it, and, but it, it was for other reasons, if I remember. It, it came out on 420. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. All right, Good for all you right. guys. Yeah. <laughs> which, which would Honesty all- is best. Which would also fit with, you know, fish. And I know our um, a missing podcaster, Ryan, would really appreciate a fish reference if you had one. Um, he's in Mexico right now uh, for work, but uh, he would really appreciate the reference to fish. So we'll just tell him that that's what it is. Yeah. Miss you, Ryan. Yeah, we do. He always runs for me, but. He missed you on your birthday. He did. Yeah, he ruined my birthday. Um, so oh, I took geez. I took PJ's lead and went with the coffee cream ale, which forgive me I, I didn't I didn't catch the name, 
what was the name of the coffee cream ale? Yeah, what was that? Terrible Lie. It was a terrible lie. Okay, terrible lie. So, so I was up at the bar getting my reload, and I look over at PJ, of course, and I say, what do you recommend? He goes, did you try the cream ale yet? Nick had mentioned it earlier, and I'm like, of course, bring me the coffee. And it is coffee forward. It is smooth. It's delicious. Really good. I love coffee. I also went with the Blazon Saison, so enjoying this tremendously. Nick, PJ, did you guys refill? Yeah, I had. Uh, I did the terrible eye as well. Um, it's been a while since I've had it, and it, it's it's one of my favorite beers too. I did, I did the same thing, the terrible eye. I, I would like to note here very quickly. Uh, it's good to be the brewer here. Uh, my pour is I think eight ounces in a snifter, <laughs> and. Uh, the guy pouring, the bartender pouring PJs just held up a 12-ounce glass and goes, is this the one you want? Is this good? Of course. Yes. So, uh, in, in his defense, that was Christian, one of our other owners. He doesn't normally bartend. I'm like, just grab me one, whatever glass. And yeah. <laughs> give me the, it, actually, PJ said, give me the biggest glass we have. Yeah. That's a that's a beer drinker's pour right there, PJ. That's Do you nice. have a boot? Yeah. Do you have dust boot? <laughs> All Nick, right. Nick and I have the same pour. PJ got preferential treatment. All right, so we were kind of getting into a little bit of what uh, Peoria needs, what Peoria wants. Um, what do you think is the next step, not only for Bearded Owl, uh, to kind of stay relevant in this very interesting, but I think it's sort of uh, a, a, a progress. It, it, it needs to progress. It's an evolving craft beer scene. Where do we need to go from here in Peoria, and wh- how is Bearded Owl going to fit into that? I, uh, I think progress the word you just said is is key i mean uh, you know there's there's room for more we've talked about it already there's room for more breweries here the scene is really getting a lot better i think it's our job and the other breweries jobs to educate people in central Illinois about craft beer um, because a lot of people just aren't there yet um so you know the progression is exactly what's needed education is needed um and if we can uh, you know move some move some things and get people to jump on board then uh, we'll all benefit so you guys might actually, you know, kind of benefit from being the forefathers of kind of moving this along. I mean, craft beer right now is probably at a point where, you know, everyone is starving for the next big thing. Everyone's starving for what are we going to do next? The, the scene 10 years ago was, well, if you made a good IPA, if you made a good sour, you're probably doing pretty darn well. And you were probably even ahead of your time. But it's different now. But I don't think Peoria is quite there yet. No, you know, and they're not. And like I said, I mean, trying to educate people has been, has been a challenge for us. Um, you know, we, we put out these beers and, you know, you, you look at some of the ratings and people don't understand what we're doing. Um, so it's just trying to educate the general public, the, the average Joe Craft beer drinker, on, on what we're doing and what it's about and what ingredients are in there. And I think once they, once we can, uh, you know, get more people to that point, there'll be more acceptance, and, and it'll benefit the craft beer scene in, in Peoria. As far as where we fit in, um, I'd love to be to, to say that we're on the forefront of that, and um, you know, we we work hard at what we do, and we work hard to try to bring different things to the area um, to, to give to give everyone who likes craft beer something different. Uh, so I think that's what um, what one of our focuses is. We, we had a funny story about one of our uh, reviewers that, that rated one of our beers very low, said, I don't even like IPAs. I don't know why I'm drinking it. I, I at least give her kudos for trying it. If she didn't yep. like it, at least she tried it. 
Yeah, and, 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 and PJ and I talked a bit of it at the break where when you start with a, a, the, the base beer that people are, are typically drinking in this area, and I was one of those people before I, before I left where it's like I was, I was drinking, joking aside, I was drinking Miller Lite, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra. Like, that was my base beer. Well, you do that at softball games. I do do that at softball <laughs> games, though. Not, not often, but I do. Um, but but, when, but when, that's, when that's your your understanding of what beer is, someone comes along and says, I don't even like IPAs. And it's because you've never had a good one. And you, you didn't come with an open mind. And, and, and I think that the thing that, that Mark, you know, Mark was the one that got me into the industry a long time ago. You're welcome. With my first, uh, uh, I don't even remember what it was. I was 20, 23. I didn't drink when I was 23, by the way. Oh, so. You were really yeah. young. So, um, <laughs> really young. How old are you now? 30, 34 today. It's my birthday, by Still, the way. Yeah, it's his birthday. So anyways, Happy when, birthday. You think, when you think about it that way, it's like, you're not, here at Bearded Owl, you're not catering to... The guys like, and, and not to sound pretentious in any way, but, but but this isn't your market where it's like, this is what this is what we want to do. Like, we want to come in and try things in the forefront. You're catering to people who are like, I want to try something that's gonna that's gonna taste good, then I'm gonna come back for. It. And for us, it's like, you guys do something different, and it's awesome. And so you're kind of walking that fine line of like, how do we cater to our current market, which is sort of a fresh palate. Fresh palate, for sure. And how do we cater to that market that's more of a refined palate that is going to want to keep coming back? And that's a challenge that you guys are taking on, and you're doing it very well. Could I just uh, mention real quick on that? Proof is in the beer. Look at this place. This place is wall-to-wall with people right now. This place is hopping. And, uh, you know, the the testimony there is the beer. They're here for the beer and the community that kind of – the beer brings people together, and I mean, it's just a great atmosphere to hang out. And I mean, look at this place; it's absolutely slammed with people right now. So, congrats to you guys. Uh, this, you know, this, you know, very well done. I think, I think the the beer draws people here. But then, uh, I, I think like some of the community and the fact that you guys have uh, since added some other things too, like the food and other things that have kind of uh, just kind of. Uh, made it a, a total package for like a destination for an evening you know uh, just you know i just sit back here and I'm, I'm i'm listening to this and i'm i'm happy for you guys so just congrats and uh you know it's it's crazy slammed in here and i think the beer is what drives it all but uh you know well done guys so i, I think that brings us to my next question which is sort of two-pronged uh which is where to where did the, the name bearded owl come from and then from there, where do you see the beer that we've been talking about, the brewery we've been talking about, where do you see that five and even ten years now, as you mentioned, phase two? You know, you've, you've, you've had some great beers, you've added the food, you, your experience here is obviously great, as Mark alluded to, but where did, you, where, did you get, where did you get the name and where do you see yourself now that you've been here for a year and a half? We're still open? Uh, no, no. Uh, oh, no, it's January of this year. January, January of this year. Excuse me. Excuse me, yeah. So six months in now. Where do you see yourself now five years and even ten years from now? What's next for Bearded Owl? I'll, uh, I'll take the first half of that one uh, as far as where the name came from and I'll give you some thoughts, then I'll pass over to PJ. But uh, the name, um, it, so, you know, me and Evan were talking earlier, you know, when, when you do the homebrew thing, you, you give your beers names and you give your brewery a name and, 
and that kind of thing. So when I was doing it, my home brewery was the beer. It was in the beer. It was Owl's Nest. And I had a, a buddy of mine, and he's a home brewer from Yorkville, Illinois. Um, and we wanted to do a collaboration beer, so he came down, and you know we were drinking a lot and having a good time. That's and, what a collaboration is. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we did a porter, and we're like, well, what's our collaboration porter called? You know, like you're the you're the Owl's Nest, and his his brewery was at the time uh, called Bearded Bims. That's okay. another. That's another story. But Bims. Bim. B I M. Bearded Bim. Bearded, Bearded Bims. Bim. Okay. And uh, so we just combined it, and it became the Bearded Owl, and uh, we made a porter, and that uh, that name just stuck. Um, you know, and from there that's on cool. out, I started doing all the marketing geared toward that, and we all really liked it. Um, so I'll be brief. Lost, so you lost the name Bim, which <laughs> we don't know what that means. Well, it's his name. Oh, his name's oh. Bim. Yeah, I think if you really get into it, it's because his brother, who's older, couldn't pronounce his name Jim, and it came out like Bim. So, oh. if you, you know, if we're getting technical about it, that's that's the story. Jim, but Jim is a tough name to pronounce. Yeah. Well, you know, they were like three <laughs> and stuff. But, <laughs> Give the guy a break, um, man. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be brief with this next one, then I'll let PJ talk. That's all right. But, uh, um, as far as where I see us in five or ten years, um, you know, we want to grow. We've made no... No secret. The, the question is, is how do we grow? Um, you know, distribution market stuff. Um, there's a lot of different things to consider. Um, I think we might be leaning towards a different model, which is almost like, you know, why don't we open more tap rooms, that kind of thing, because there's a bigger margin at the, in the tap room, and uh, oh yeah, you know, the shelf space is hard, hard fought, and then you can't control your margins anymore when you turn it over to, to a distributor. So um, that's my two cents. Uh, you know, I, I, I would love to grow, and I'll let uh, I'll let PJ embellish on that. Yeah, the whole thing is still kind of surreal for, for me coming in thinking a year ago we had nothing. We just basically had a meeting down the street at a bar and Nick brought some beers and, hey, guys, let's start a brewery. It's just like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Why, why were we not invited to this meeting? <laughs> he really had to twist my arm hard, you know. Yeah. I, I think it took two sips. Um, but but where we where we want to go first and foremost we want to build our name first we we want to make sure that we are making good beer now and and are known for making good beer before we take another step and just try to distribute some beer everywhere that like Nick's nightmare is is this beer being sold at a gas station or 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 a rundown bowling alley (laughs) he doesn't want our beer there we want to we want to be a special sure. beer, and, and that, that's so. So all of our shaping and goals are trying to keep in mind that we want to keep the name good. Yeah, I think that's an important thing because if you make the beer good first, you'll continue to have repeat customers. They'll spread the word. I mean, why, why, why would we sit down with you guys? I mean, yeah, you guys are fun to talk to, but would we want to sit down and talk to you guys if you made? mediocre crappy beer absolutely not we we support peoria we want peoria businesses small businesses to succeed and now we have a brewery that's doing what we want which is sort of our obsessions right. and so we can kind of you know pony on that and say like hey these guys are making good things you don't have to like the gruit in order to appreciate the fact that it's done well you don't have to like a new england ipa but it's done well you don't have to like a sour you can try it but it's done well. But the nice thing is, everybody will find something here. Yeah. So I, I think I think there's a there's a there's a strange line there, right? Because you think about 
you know, if you're a uh, an Illinois-only distributor, right, where it's like we 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 are only reaching the the outskirts of Illinois, then it becomes. I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is like you go to Wisconsin and New Glarus makes some amazing beers, but like I said on the last podcast where I, I bought the strawberry rhubarb sour at a gas station. But <laughs> but to your point, PJ, we're like most of the time when you find a craft beer at a gas station, you're like, ah, like they didn't do well, or it's also like, or they sold out, or they sold out, right? It's or or not, we're like nine so months old. No, I mean. Have you seen Hold those on. Wisconsin gas stations, though? Those things are freaking great. Incredible. Oh, yeah. This okay, isn't like the, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, the, right. the speedway we've got here in yeah. Peoria. Where, no, no, know, no, 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 no. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, like there, there is a, like, there's a difference, right, where it's like, like you said, like, where you're not just walking into any old mom-and-pop gas station and finding a beer. It's, in, in Wisconsin, it's like, you can only buy New Glarus in Wisconsin. But, yeah. And if, if that's who you are, fantastic. But if you have bigger visions and and you want to be this this brewery, which which your beer clearly exceeds that 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 expectation, then like I don't want to buy your beer at a gas station, <laughs> right? Like I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see that for Bearded Owl. I'd rather see that at like oh wow I'm in I'm in I'm in Chicago I'm in Oak Brook or Naperville or Wheaton or wherever it is, and I'm buying Bearded Owl. Like good on you guys, but if I'm in, I mean, no disrespect, Eureka, where I grew up. Hey, uh oh, here we go. We're at, you know that that's that's different, right? So so like there is that there is that fine line that you walk, but like you guys are starting with great beer first, and that's I think is what it's. Yeah, you have to, you have to, and now you guys got food. Um, so in order for you to sit down and have like five or six pints, now at least you can. You know, soak that up with a little food. Um, Mark had an opportunity to come and get a little bit of a sneak peek on the food. Yeah, just a, a variety of options. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, the large pretzel uh, charcuterie uh, platter that you guys had. Charcuterie. There you go. Yeah, so. we did a podcast on that too. But uh, yeah, I just like the variety of it. We had a we we tried a few of the options you guys had and. Yeah, I mean, just from a from a foodie standpoint, I'm looking for something that's just kind of unique and not just like a, you know uh, a routine thing that I could find anywhere. And I think you guys kind of had a twist on everything, and I I appreciated that. And I think it pairs well with your beers. That that was one funny thing about Peoria that that we had everybody ask us the first question they ask us: Do you guys have food? We've been to breweries all over the country. Most of them don't have food or they have a food truck. But Peoria, you have to have food. Interesting. It, it, it well, was really weird. Yeah, and I think the, well, the food truck thing has kind of been hard in Peoria where, um, and even the breweries that I think I know in cities that have food trucks, it can be a little bit difficult to corral them. They can be inconsistent. So, you know, it's fun and it's nice to have, but, you know, Peoria hasn't made it easy to have a food truck around. So... Well, and, and, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do dinner here before I leave, but I, I think I found to your point, PJ, where it's like you either have really good food or really good beer, but it's rare when you have both. And some of these places that like you know like Three Floyds comes to mind, right? Where like oh, you go there and their, their food their, their is almost food better than is, their beer, and that's because they they realize very quickly where it's like 
People come for the fantastic beer, but they also come because they want the eating experience. And if somebody can leave a place and go, wow, this their, their beer was incredible, but man, that was amazing food. You're going to get those people to come back time and time and time again. Absolutely. And it's because it's because it's a palate, right? Where it's and, like, and, and it was always a plan of ours to have the food here, but we, we didn't good. have it at the beginning. And what we would see on Friday and Saturday night between 6 and 8 o'clock, the place would empty out. And it, then at 8 o'clock, it'd be packed again. So, so now we're keeping at least half those customers in good place. It, it looks like your business plan's working. This place is slammed. Yeah. All right, so we have a little uh, bit of a taster. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? So our base beer on this one is our, our brown nail, our, our mud bone, um, you know, named for Richard Pryor there. Yep. Purian. Uh, Purian, pure yep. So uh, what we did with this is, uh, you know, we're just getting into this. So this isn't barrel aged. This is barrel fermented. What we did is we took a portion of our mud bone, our brown ale, put it into a... Uh, uh, it's a whiskey barrel that has had red wine aged in it um, from okay. a local uh, winery in Metamora. Um, and uh, so they, they gave us the barrels. Um, Old Mill Vineyards is what they're called. Great place. Check it out. Um, and we, what we did is just threw in a bunch of bucks. It's like, okay. Uh, you know, let's throw in some Lacto. Let's throw in some PDO. Let's throw in some Brett. And just kind of see where this goes. I mean, then we threw in 20 pounds of cherries on top of that um, just, to, just to see what would happen. And this is the result. So, like I said, we're, we're just kind of experimenting with some of this at this point. Sour beers are so expansive uh, with what you can do with them. And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's honestly, like, I would love to be able to do a, an all-sour brewery one day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, that's where my passion's at. Um, but it, you know this 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 stuff is crazy. Um, it's so ex- expansive, and there's so much to learn. Um, so th- we're just kind of using this as a uh, as a stepping stepping stone, a pedestal to kind of um, you know learn about how to do it, learn what works, learn what doesn't work, and if something turns out good, we're going to release it. Well, if you want to open up your sour um, facility up at Bearded Owl North, I'll uh, I'll gladly be there to drink it all for you. Is, is that th- like th- this might be a part of. North, like in Chicago. Oh, oh no, no, not that far north, Dan. Sorry. Dumbass. I know okay. it's your birthday, but Th- this beer might stop, be a little bit of Nick rubbing or me rubbing off on Nick, where he just kind of let's let's just throw it together and see what happens. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of like an oud brune, you know, like a uh, maybe an oud brune or like a Flemish. Well, there's there's Flemish uh, Flemish yeast slash bacteria is what we put in there. Nice. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of Flemish ale character, um, and if we let it sit, it should sit probably a couple more months. I mean, it's only been in there a little over a month, so yeah. Um, so 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 give us some context for. I'm I'm not a brewer. I never have had any ambition of being one. I just like to hang out with the guys that do. <laughs> so how much how much like is is 20 pounds of cherry? Is that a lot? Like like what is that what is that like? Um, it depends. It depends on the quantity, you know. So this is just a runoff from one of our other other beers, you know. It's not a not a full batch. Um, so we'll you know we'll only get a couple kegs out of this. So you know for that proportion, I think it's decent adequate. amount. Yeah. yeah, decent amount. Um, and the great thing about fruit is we didn't want to overdo it. If it, if we want more of a cherry character, we'll just add more. So yeah. you know you can and kind these of are, fiddle these with are like fresh cherries. They're yeah. Okay, so it's not like a, the cheap way out where it's like let's just dump some extract in. No, that was their whole fresh cherries i mean we do our best i mean it's tough with some of these the size you know you need a lot of ingredients 
Um, Mark already tried it, so I think we should take. I'm a done sip. with it. It's great. Oh, Evan oh, finished. I, think, it. I should take a sip. I'm almost, I'm I'm almost it, done. I think this needs. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more time, and in metal that sweetness. This is going to be really tasty. Yeah. Get a little My carbonation goodness. on that. Holy cow, that's impressive. Good. Yeah, that's good. I don't get the I don't get the pucker that you're talking about. No, I think it's really really smooth. Well, that's good. Yeah, the, the, uh, Evan, great point. You know, the carbonation will change it a lot too. So yeah. Yeah, you know, the acidity goes is, is really nice right there with the sweetness, but I think as it ages, that sweetness will kind of back off. You'll get a little bit maybe more acidity, but uh, that's going to be great. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for Bearded Al North and Dunlap. <laughs> so is there, is there, is there any Chicago. way we can get a finished product tonight? <laughs> can you guys just, like, zoom it, ramp it up, you know, carbonate it? Don't rush it, I'm, just, I'm kidding. Don't rush it. Okay, so... so so I, I don't know that we got the so, – so what does it look like then, let's say, five years from now? I know we don't want to be in a gas station, but are we canning? Are we bottling? Are we – what does that look like for Beater Dow? It's going to be hard to say because our size system, we, we can't do much besides feed the house. We're going to be able to do some special releases, some special batches of, of bottles and cans out of this system. But to grow, we, we actually need another facility for that scale. I, so I, predi- scale. I yeah. predict for you guys that within the next five years, you guys are going to have a – obviously, you're going to have this facility still, but you're going to have an off-site facility is what I predict for you guys because you guys are crushing it. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm with you on that, Mark. Um, you know, I think – and this is just, uh, you know, I'm speaking off the cuff here. You know, we would keep this location and, and turn it into more of a brew pub, which it is already, but – our, our true production facility would be off-site somewhere, um, you know, open up a tap room, and then our major production would happen there. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's very feasible. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, we've had a ton of fun. I, I want to have a few more beers, but I think I want to wrap this up. Um, another one of uh, – another fun thing I would, I would like to kind of get everyone's opinion on is, like, build your ideal four-pack. And that means, like, domestic, craft – there's no judgment here, but build your own four-pack. Um, Mark, you looked at me. I want you to go first. So I got one Quick. question. I go, got one, go, go. one question with that. Are we talking Anything. Per, per season or just overall? Anything. Like, uh, right. And then another question. Is it, is it a style? Stop okay. making so many rules no, no, no. Like I want, We want to be as specific as possible. I don't want to be like. I'm a beer nerd. Like, I, I'd, like, I, I'd like a four-pack of Proprietors 14. No, you can make okay. it old. I'm gonna new. go. For, I'm gonna go style. So fine, fine. And fine, is the fine. can I have a mix up? Mix Do you up? need to call a friend? I need to call a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> All right, phone a friend. No, but uh, can I, is it different styles that you're looking I don't, for? Any, yeah, sure. Build Let's your go, go four styles. Build your own. Okay, build your so ideal styles. four pack. All right, my four styles. I would love to have uh, a good mouthfeel bourbon barrel aged stout. And I honestly don't care what time of year it is. I, I'm always going to gravitate towards that. I love those. Okay. Uh, past that, I'm going to want uh, a sour, something uh, light, refreshing, um, you know, uh, just re- uh, really refreshing on the palate. Uh, yep. I'm a hophead, so give me my, uh, give me a New England hazy I- uh, IPA. And I got one more here. Let's go with, um, let's go with a. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's go with um, 
a porter, a coffee porter. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Dan. Okay. So I'm I'm pretty similar. I would go, I would go a barrel aged stout, but I would go one step farther and go give me rye barrel. Nice. I love I love rye. Nice choice. Give me the New England IPA as hazy as you can get it. I'm very I'm a hop head. Uh, I would go sour as well, but then my last one would be my summer beer, which I've gotten into recently, is the Kolsch. Nice. Really crispy, really just very refreshing, the perfect hot day beer. All right, PJ, you're up. Well, I'll, I'll go the other direction with the, the barrel age. I want a rum barrel age stout. Ooh, nice. And a lot of vanilla, a lot, a lot of, of vanilla, yeah, a lot yep, of oak. Yep. And, and then I would not want a uh, Belgian Chappelle. Good. Very right. boozy. Yep. Yep. Very, very uh, bubblegum aftertaste. Then I would uh, some form of sour and probably come back around to a Hefeweizen. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right, Nick, you're up. So I think four styles, you guys know what I'm going to say. Uh, you know, New England IPA is one. Uh, two, I do a uh, probably a bourbon barrel aged stout. I, I, I love the bourbon barrel. I'm a bourbon drinker. Uh, number three... And four, I probably do both as a sour beers, but um, and like I said, it's so you, there's so many different things you can do. I think one I'd want more tart, and one I'd want more kind of funky, like more of a farmhouse, almost even like a saison. Yeah. Um, so those would be you know my ideal four pack. Yeah. All okay. right. Quickly, uh, I'm always gonna love the uh, New England IPA, hazy IPA. I will take a adjunct rye barrel aged. Stout. I'm going to want a wine barrel aged Saison. Something that's got funk, but it's got a good amount of wood. Nice. Um, and lastly, a, a, a Pilsner. Just a nice Pilsner lager, clean, crisp, lawnmower beer. Is that three? Or that's three? Lastly, I'm going to take a, a, a Belgian Double. I love Belgians. Um, they were the first sort of ones to just start messing around with the Reinheitsgebot, so. Um, cheers to those guys for just bucking the trend. All right. So last thing we like to do is cheers glasses. So I'm going to... Do a little clink at the end. I'm going to uh, uh, thank PJ and Nick for yeah, showing thanks, us guys. such great hospitality and uh, introduction into their beers and their, uh, their brewing lifestyle. So hopefully thanks, uh, everyone gives a chance to come down here and check it out. Thanks for having us, guys. All right, and, and cheers. We're, we're going to hold you to the uh, uh, collaboration, by yes, the way. Yes, for sure. You're not getting off the it. Hook. Hey, it's on. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do it. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. cheers.